and welcome to yet another episode of the Needs a Nerd podcast. We're not brand new because who knows when in time you're listening to this. But we are here to talk about a very special piece of content this week. And like about half of all of our episodes, it's about Star Wars. And I want everyone to know that if you want to engage with us, talk to us about Star Wars things, Magic the Gathering things, really anything. Except maybe how you haven't heard of Olivia Rodrigo yet. Come down to our Discord. We're great. Uh, it's in the show. It'll be in the show notes. I'm sure of it. Spencer will save me if not. But I'm also joined by my co-host, who can finally talk now because I'm about to say his name, Spencer Howland. Hello, everyone. I was going to wonder where you were going to introduce me. I realized just now that you realized that you hadn't introduced me yet. Uh, West, why do you bring up Olivia Rodrigo? You really wanted me to be recording as I like was screaming at the top of my lungs. And uh, I think well, that you yeah. can fully call out our friend if you wanted to. I'm not going to call it our friend. I think our friend was doing just fine. It sounded like he was living up to the expectations of everything. That I have for him? Re- well, you know, who reads your <laughs> tweets? I mean, according to, I t- according to Twitter this week, a lot of people, like literally, literally over 50,000 people. <laughs> Are you causing problems? I don't think I caused a problem. I got a lot of likes and retweets, but I did have a tweet go viral yesterday, and I had to mute my phone, my the tweet because I literally couldn't work with my phone today and yesterday. See, I can tell you right now what the problem is. What's that? Notifications on Twitter for your phone. I don't have the app downloaded. I literally go through my browser every time I look at Twitter on my phone. I just want to mention to the podcast listeners that getting a hold of West is so hard because he doesn't check Facebook Messenger, he doesn't check Twitter, he doesn't check Discord, he doesn't... And then, like, also, you don't even know if he's going to check his phone. So, like, how do you have a co-host that you literally can't talk to? I don't know. But you know what I do know, Wes? You know what I do know? The nerd fact of the week. Because we haven't talked... We talked that we're talking about Star Wars. And I just want to mention to the listeners, I don't think that half of our episodes are about Star Wars. I actually would guess that we have more Pokemon episodes than we do Star Wars episodes. And I also would guess that we have more Avatar episodes than we do Star Wars episodes. Well, that's straight up not true. But also, how many episodes have you hijacked that were about something else to talk about Star Wars? I mean, that's not fair. Uh, <laughs> you know what is? You know what's more than fair, though? Is my love for D. Bradley Baker. Not only is D. Bradley Baker the voice of the entire Bad Batch, which is what we're talking about today, but Wes, you've informed me that he's also the voice of the main character, character of, Avatar, of the Avatar The Last Airbender, Appa. And it was great <laughs> because when you said that, we both had the same thought, which was not that D. Bradley Baker was out oh. here making, yeah, Appa noises, but was instead out here making the voices for Appa when people are drinking cactus juice or haven't slept in three days. In other words, in the Avatar Lost Airbender universe, you can only hear D. Bradley Baker's voice when you are extremely inebriated, basically. It's same actually... It's the same thing, basically. You know what's funny, too, is it says that it's behind all five members of the Bad Batch, which means that that includes Echo. Like, he is... Is he also the voice of every clone? Is that is I did not look this up before I put this in the show notes. 
Uh, now you're asking the hard question, Spencer. I don't know that they're hard, man. I feel like they're pretty easily and Googleable. Googleable is that a word? I I will do. You'll do the yeah, Google. Star the... Wars: The Clone Wars, uh, from 2008. So probably. So he's the voice of every clone. In addition, that's impressive, right? Like, yeah. He, the dude, the dudes put in work. To say the least. Said a lot of things. And in and even more than that, like. The fact that he has such distinct voices for Wrecker, Crosshair, Hunter, all of these characters, in addition to having to give, like, I don't know if you watched, um, I don't know, have you watched all of the Clone Wars West? Yeah. Like, if you think about how hard it could be to record those, those, like, I think, I think of the arc where you're introduced to, like, Echo and, and, um that group of clones right there's a lot of clone voices you're talking to yourself scene after scene yeah and and also like getting the right emotions i'm just impressed like he's done this so well for so long and now he's doing it with distinct voices right the least cloney clone voice yeah he you he has to actually switch in and out here which is just so impressive yeah, it's cool. I, I I would wonder how much it was like flow of scene versus like character by character. Yeah. In recording, but either way, very impressive to have voiced like. Uh, there are just multiple episodes where like it is just clone talking to clone for like ten minutes until a Jedi shows up. Yeah, I, I'm I'm honestly impressed. I think that. Uh... D. Bradley Baker is in like the Star Wars Hall of Fame. Like it's it's Did not he, even like asked to get paid by percentage of the episode he was talking. <laughs> I am sure that he is compensated very well for a voice actor. I know the oh, voice no, actors. No I know the voice actors can can have a rough go of it, and I'm sure and I hope that um, you know, not only is was he supported by Disney, but that we as fans will just always remember his contribution to this thing that we love so much. And I think Clone Wars and Bad Batch are like in that category of Star Wars thing that everyone loves. Like nobody's like out here dissing either of these things. I'm probably quite certain that most of the people who will complain the most about Star Wars would also be out here telling you that the Star Wars television shows are the redeeming parts these days. Yeah, it's funny because, you know, you have that subgroup of people that are like, Oh, this is made for kids. I'm like, yeah, so Star Wars, man. Like, that's... <laughs> How old was your dad when you watched Star Wars? Uh, but this this week's episode, West is not a review. So this is something that, you know, as, as the show evolves, right, and as we're part of this Easy Game Media Network involving the Constructive Criticism Network and involving, you know, other content that I'm a part of, one of our goals is to be always improving as a, as a show. And one of the things that Wes and I highlighted during this kind of segment of our of our show is just that not everything needs to be a review. Like, and honestly, like I don't know that I could have give I don't know that I could end end Bad Batch West and give it a score. Like I just yeah. I don't think that there was enough meat on the bone for me to give an honest opinion without it being like I have no idea what's coming next. This is like a three. Like I have. Uh, it, I mean, if if it's good after this, that's great. Yeah. But like, what, what is my what is my dead average Star Wars like? Like, just happy that I'm watching anything by Star Wars rating, right? It's, like, it's not, right. I'm very happy with the show. Yeah. But also, like, the problem with like big universes is they get harder to rate within because you're like talking about like 
how much you love the world versus the uh, like the setting and the like versus like the setting and the characters in that world. Well, let's... so there's a, a lot oh. going on. Yeah, let's talk about the setting and the characters really quick. This the Bad Batch, for what it's worth, is a look at Clone Force 99, also known as the Bad Batch, a group of elite clone troopers with genetic mutations that were first introduced into in Episode One, Season Seven of the Clone Wars. With their leader Hunter, their Brainiac Tech, and their Brute Wrecker, as well as their Sharpshooter Crosshair, these clones, with the help of Anakin Skywalker, save fan favorite Echo who joins their squad for the ultimate Enhanced Clone Squad. The question here is, can they survive past the end of the Clone Wars and into this new world with a new galactic empire? Good ad-libbing at the end, Spencer. Hey, man, I wrote it. It was really easy to ad-lib after I wrote it. <laughs> I, I, I do think that... It, it's funny, because when this show was announced, we had seen, the, we had seen Season 7... And I I think that or I don't even know we had finished season seven like we had seen their arc in season seven and everybody's like oh my gosh I want more of these guys and Dave Filoni's like let me tell you a story <laughs> you're getting more of None these guys. for the rest of this season <laughs> but also spinoff time <laughs> yeah and, and it's funny because Dave the oh go ahead. Well, I just I'm, I'm observing now the possibility that the that what the, where Dave Filoni is going to take us is just like increasingly obscure spinoffs of spinoffs, because Clone Wars is already a spinoff, right? And this is a spinoff of is Clone Wars a spinoff? I think it's just a I bridge. Mean, like it's it's definitely a plumbing new territory of something that already exists. So I I don't think that's true. Um, do you know the origins of Clone Wars? Well, certainly it was the first Star Wars television show, right? Uh, so, no. Um, not even close. Uh, okay. So there were Ewoks television show and the Droids television show. Mm, nah, those are both... Yeah. Those are actually both on Disney+. Plus. You should check them out. Okay. Um, but also... So the Clone Wars was a actual theatrical release cartoon Star Wars film that you can watch on Disney+. Plus. Um, that was released, I think, in 2009? I think I have seen that. Yeah, and um, it was the introduction to this new TV show. So what you're telling me is that Star Wars The Clone Wars, the TV show, is actually a spin-off of that film, which is a spin-off of the movie <laughs> Attack a, of the Clones. It's a continuation I, of a bridge I film. I'm excited to know which minor character of this film, or, or of this series is getting a spinoff next, and I really want it to be the two people that are just hanging around Sid's bar. <laughs> They're already in multiple things. Well, I want them to show up. I want them to have their own... I want a, I want a sitcom in Star Wars. Can I have a Star Wars sitcom, please? I mean, probably eventually, man. You'll you'll probably get there. Yeah. Let, let's let's talk about expectations, though. We kind of talked about how this show is introduced, Never right? Never Sunny on Corel. Never Sunny on Corel. Uh, could you mean Corellia? Or whatever. Yeah, all right. Uh, I'm not. I'm not trying. I. I'm so bad at that, dude. I'm really sorry. Uh, you mean Corellia, which is great. I think that would be a great show. I would watch that show. Uh, let's talk about expectations. So going into the show, we we had five clones. We we had four enhanced clones through the the Kaminoans. Five. 
uh, yeah, and then what genetically enhanced clothes, and, and then one then, enhanced through the separatists. Yes, that was a computer basically. Um, so I'll, I'll go first. I I didn't know what to expect. I I did expect that this would happen around the end of Clone Wars, which would mean that we were going to be introduced to this group at the start or close to the start of the Galactic Empire. I didn't know who would literally follow this group through, you know, what happened at the beginning of season seven to the end of season seven. And then maybe we'd get another season if it was successful or if like we got what we got, right. Which is this, I, I tried not to have expectations, right? Like, I I care I already like these characters. I have already identified with with Hunter and Tech and Crosshair like quite a bit. I I thought that Wrecker was you know the, a typical brute character, and so I like, didn't care. And I already loved Echo, right? So to me, I tried not to have expectations going into the show. What about you? Oh well, I I think I've said this now on however many Star Wars episodes we've actually done my expectations for a star wars thing i want i want ship go zoom is most of what i want and i want like snappy star wars one-liners and i want uh you know like i like so rarely has star wars content failed to impress me that like i usually just sit down ready for anything i actually think one of the important things that you just said and why Star Wars resonates with you. Um, and, and honestly, I think why it resonates with me is because we go into it with this whatever happens, happens, and I just want to be entertained mentality rather than I want this specific thing to happen and I want these specific expectations to be met. No, I want that in Pokemon. I'll complain a lot about Pokemon for those reasons. You know what? It's funny because I actually do have that problem with Star Wars video games. Where like, mm, where I'm like, I too much. I, it's it's funny because like, all I wanted from Battlefront Two was a good story, and so far uh, that game's really hard in the story mode, but like it had a great story. Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order is like the best Star Wars game since Kotor by a, like a substantial margin, and so far Star Wars Rogue Squadron or not Rogue Squadron, uh. Oh my gosh, Star Wars fans are going to light me up for this. I don't remember the name of the the Star Wars ship game that that I literally own a copy of. Is and, it not Rogue Squadron? Is it uh, X-Wing? Uh, the early one? The ne- first one? The really early one? It's neither of those things. Okay. Uh, anyway, I, I think Star that, Wars get in a ship and go around places. It It is a 5v5 uh, Star Wars ship battle simulator. Wait, that's a MOBA. You're saying it's a MOBA. It's a Star Wars ship MOBA, basically, um, for multiplayer, but it has a story mode where you, like, fly around and, like, very much Star Wars Rogue Squadron-esque. Microsoft Flight Simulator. I literally now have to look this up because you would not shut up about it, and I'm going to be mad. That's great because I can monologue for a moment because, Spencer, clearly Yoda actually taught this all to us first because attachment leads to fear. Fear breeds contempt. Contempt breeds hatred. Just don't get attached. 
it's just, just not flow just, free. Just not the line. Did I butcher it totally? That's Dude, I'm so happy about it. It's just not the line. <laughs> Is jealousy somewhere in there? Jealousy somewhere in there. I'm sure of it. Fear leads to anger. Anger leads to hate. Hey, no, no, no. I'm mixing up two of them, and I'm very happy about it all. I just, I, it's fine. It is called Star Wars, and it's just called Squadron. This is actually why we don't do 50% Star Wars episodes, because all I do during these episodes is disappoint Spencer immensely. So one time, uh, before we move on to first impressions, I just got to tell a quick Star Wars story of, like, the most disappointed I've ever been in a human being. Uh, I used to do these these Magic the Gather gathering videos with my friend Matt Kling, former co-host of Constructor Crisis with me. Oh, he's the main character tonight. Uh, is he? And we were walking up the stairs at Oasis Games at its old location, and, uh, you know, I think we so got the parking up, garage? Yeah, in the parking garage. And we walk up, and I was like, wait a second. You're an idiot. My, my car's not right here, Like, because I was driving him home. My car's downstairs. And he's like... Who's the idiot? The idiot or the guy who follows the idiot? And I was like, well, first of all, I'm really proud of you, but that's not the line from the movie. And he says, what line from what movie? And I was like, oh my gosh! <laughs> Do you know the line and the movie? I'm pretty sure it's Star Wars A New Hope. It comes out of Obi-Wan Kenobi's I, All right, you're already good. Fool instead. Yes, you're right. Okay. All right. You've, I've also heard the fair warning to everyone. I've heard this story enough times that I know that it's important that I get it right when this is happening. Oh my gosh, uh, it's funny because I posted this to Facebook and there were like seventy two nerds that were like, "Matt, are you for real? <laughs> you don't, <laughs> you don't even know what movie you just partially quoted." Uh, so we we had our expectations, right? You wanted chips to go zoom. I wanted. Which actually, there's not a lot of ships going zoom in this one. Relatively, like actual fight in a ship matters very little in the show relative to what these guys can do on the ground because yeah, they're not they're, pilots yeah we're like two sessions into our star wars campaign it feels like we've already had more ship battling uh than than this show and we like gotta skip you know five turns of that i guess that's true <laughs> talk to me about your first impressions west so I think that what this show cemented for me that like I just couldn't really make up my mind on earlier because there's just not enough of it. I hate Camino. I don't enjoy Camino as a setting like it's. Everything about it just feels ick to me, like between like from the cloning people, which I have lots of like real world issues with to the raining all the time in an ocean, the like. Uh, a really cool character gets introduced there, but, or like, yeah, I mean, honestly, like, that's the first time we ever see uh, Boba Fett on screen, right? Like, and by first time, I mean at his youngest age. Uh, um, but, like, as a setting, I I just don't drive with it because it has, like, no natural beauty to it for me. And as we'll get into it, there's actually, I, I have some cathartic moments because of that. Uh, but also, uh, I really loved seeing Caleb's Order 66 story happen in the first episode. Yeah, so I think we're going to just go into full spoiler territory. Like, if you are a Star Wars fan and you've been wondering if you should watch the show, if it was worth it, it's definitely worth it. Pause this episode, go watch it, and let's talk about Caleb, because I think that it's important that 
we call him Caleb for this moment because my first impression, man, I actually probably have the text messages. My boss is a huge Star Wars fan. It was something we connected on during my interview process. And the show released, I think, like, during my first week on the job. Um, man, I'm going to cry. I this, is a lo- this first episode's a long first episode, too. It's like yeah. a quarter of the whole show. Yeah. It, um, a lot happens. I might cry. Um, so for those who don't know, Kanan from... Um, Star Wars Rebels. We get his origin story as Caleb, which it's funny. One of the fun facts is like Caleb's Caleb Kanan's origin story changes, and as somebody who literally has the comic about Kanan, like the I own that first issue. Does it, it not match? It it does. It's basically. I mean, his yeah. It's basically the same. I mean, it's a little different, but whatever. Okay. Uh. I think you're arguing semantics at that point. The only difference is that the bad batch is there. Like it's not. Well, he, yeah. The, and also from his like, I mean, I guess and from the, his perspective, there's that, no difference, right? That he does know who they are, right? Like I said, that I can't say that like they're just clones to him, but like also in that moment, like we're seeing a different perspective, and there's yeah. a lot of fear in his yeah. eyes in that moment. I I think that. Um... But yeah, you know, so specifically I, the name Caleb has a lot of emotional resonance for you. Oh no, that's not what I was saying. Don't make no. me cry. Don't make me cry for that reason. Okay, okay, that's where I thought you were going. <laughs> no, um, man, make it worse. I I I, I thought I, I was helping you talk about it. I'm not no, so no, sorry no. I made it worse. No, you're okay. Uh, yeah, if you want to donate to the Jed Foundation for suicide prevention, that would also be awesome. I'll put the link in the show notes. The thing that the thing that's hard for me is just. There's so many Star Wars fans that don't get Star Wars. Mm. Like, that they don't get that it is people standing against fascism. And that fascism is bad. And we should stand against it. And Order 66 is, like, the culmination of, uh, in a lot of ways, why fascism is bad. I mean, Order 66 has has a strong emotional resonance for me. I, I'm Jewish sure. Person, yeah, I'm sure it the does. Parallels are very clear. Yeah, it's like it is literally genocide via fascism. Like it's yeah. it's so um, it, it it hurts. It hurts to think about where I, I think that you know people like to like joke and complain about the number of times that we've had to endure watching Order sixty six. But I mean, there's a reason like these thirty years are where the stories keep coming back to. Right, and the thing is, is that the magnitude and the impact of how far spread out these people were, and this religion was, and just getting massacred by these people that they trusted and that they were told to trust, is, it, it's sad. Like, it, and everybody's like, uh, and everybody after that first episode was just, crying they're like i'm crying like yeah i'm crying on this cartoon and it's like yeah because it's it's it is messed up like it is so sad and when you think about like the way that the the thing is is my first impressions of the first episode 
it was it's true that that episode is wildly different in feeling than the rest of the show it i mean but i do think it sets a good tone where it's like no it does for sure it's like it makes you understand right away where you're at with the empire like every conflict for the rest of the show generates in this first episode yeah everything that happens and my first impression from the first episode to I, I I don't I don't have the episode list in front of me, but it feels like it might be like the until they meet the what's her name? Yeah, what's her name? Uh, the uh, Omega? No, 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 no. no. The uh, Sid. Yeah, until they meet Sid, the entire show is based off of the people's reaction to Order sixty six. Yeah. And I I don't know. I think that's intense. It's true. And, like, things don't start to make sense until we get to Sid. Like, things don't settle down a little bit. Like, it doesn't have, like, a... It doesn't have a... Uh, for those first few episodes, like, there's no rhythm to the show. There's no, like... Uh, it's just it's just free-wheeling, like, uh, unrootedness, right? Like, there's that feeling of, like, who are we? Yeah. What are we doing? sorry but it's uh definitely this show for being you know uh a spinoff of the star wars kids show attack of the or clone wars right which it's you know not always and often is uh this show goes heavy and deep fast and stays it, there for a lot of it yeah it, it does a really good job and like one of my first impressions through some of the, i think a lot of people's favorite episodes is how well it connects clone wars to rebels and like it's true there's a lot of passing the ball there's yeah. a lot of passing the ball and just a, like my favorite things like when we talked about our the the prequel trilogy uh, in our previous episode, like I was talking about how some of my favorite things about the prequels are answering questions that someone might have yeah. about what, how did we get here in Star Wars? And I think this show answers uh, a really important question, which is how did we get from clones to stormtroopers? And there's a whole bunch of other things that sets up as well, but I think that this show tells that story and was meant to tell that story. So I want to go into favorite characters, and I know that I'm first on the show notes, but I actually want to let you go first because I'm actually more interested in your answer. <sighs> I mean, it's hard because I think that there's not a ton of different like there, there's like most of the characters are like very characterized characterized at first. Right? They're like, they're caricatures of of a yeah, clone. Yeah, archetypes of, right? of, like of a clone. Yeah, yeah. A um, lot of people compare this to like the A team or like. You know those those style of shows where you have a th- this show just happens to have two tech guys in yeah. s- instead of like a brainiac. Is good actually because there's a lot of like plot device lifting that goes from having them be able to be in two spaces at once. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, Man, but, but they could that... could they use crosshair during a lot of those moments? Oh well, that's of course true. Um, I would say that with a like. A solid um, honorable mention to Crosshair, I think, actually, because as a character, he's fascinating throughout the show. I think, honestly, Wrecker grew on me a lot over the course of the show, and I end the show very happy with Wrecker. Yeah, I uh, I agree with everything you just said, and I think that Wrecker grew the most on me through the show. I think he grew the most. Yeah. Uh, 
I mean, it, his relationship with Omega is what caused Omega to grow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to say that I think that it's possible that Omega grew the most, but... Um, she's a kid. Of course she was Yeah, gonna she's going to grow the most. <laughs> it, it's funny. Um, I, I think... I think that for me... And I'm like the kind of sucker that loves the loves the the main characters, right? Like, so like Crosshair and and Hunter, Hunter. are like yeah. are just my two favorites. But I don't well, even at the end of the season, I didn't yet empathize with with Hunter with with Crosshair. Yeah. Anymore. Oh, with, I actually I was gonna say the Hunter's one of the hardest characters for me to like get in the head of. Oh man, I just think that Hunter wants to do the right thing and help help his squad. Like, yeah. I think I think that Hunter's main thing is tracking and leading. Like those yeah. are those are his enhanced characteristics. Finding the way. Yeah, and so like it, it's actually interesting because I actually really love that these are caricatures, right? Where Crosshair is to look for the goal in sight and complete the goal. Yeah. And so because of that Cro- Crosshair sees the goal as good soldiers follow orders. Yeah, like and that's listen Crosshair knows that he's wrong. Yeah. Like, it's very obvious. Oh, I think Crosshair plays with one of the most interesting tensions in yeah. any war story C- ever. Cross Crosshair both knows, but, but Crosshair also, part of a sniper's job is to survive and get the, get the mission complete, right? I was going to say that actually thinking about Crosshair now makes me think of Hawkeye in Fullmetal Alchemist and what she went through in... Uh, whatever that like preamble war is yeah 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 uh, no that makes sense yeah it's it, hard right you have to kill like very he he, um, he he's already killed people he doesn't want to kill like yeah. and, and honestly uh record people that haven't done anything to him i think that, yeah, like, yeah self-defense is a is a much easier argument for killing of like they had no idea they were fighting yeah, Wrecker, Wrecker, and Crosshair probably have the most kills on the team, right? But Wrecker is literally getting shot at as he's killing people, and Crosshair has probably been shot at the least of the team, and he's just straight up murdering fools. Yeah, it, it's definitely that or Tech, right? But Tech is usually at the objective, so maybe he's getting shot at a lot. Yeah, I think Tech is getting shot at a whole bunch, like. If if Tech is blowing up something or like making something explode that's far away from him, he's I, always where it matters. Yeah, I, I I think that I think that Hunter is my favorite character, and it's I don't think it's for the reason that he's everybody's. You know, he would be t- a typical favorite character. I think that he also grows a bunch because of Omega. So true. Where if you start the season, Hunter doesn't want to listen to other people. Like, he's the leader. He, that's what he's there for, right? He's there to lead. And while he does have this sense of right and wrong, that I I think that all of them have, including, for what it's worth, uh, including Crosshair, I, I think that Hunter has a conflict with listening to other people that he has to overcome. That's true. And, I... and it's put on blast most by a very smart, very capable, very, like, big-hearted child. Yeah. And if I were to actually just, like, rank the the six if of the, them, 
Like, I think Hunter would be my favorite. Crosshair would be my second favorite. It's hard not to put Echo as my third because I just... Echo has a lot of, like, resonance. Yeah. He's the longest-running character. Yeah, he's just the longest-running character. But, like... I I don't know. I think Wrecker might be fourth. Honestly, Tech did the least growing this season. Actually, I don't even know that Tech grew. Like, I, I... I would agree that I don't think Tech grew, and I actually think that's a huge part of Tech's character, is that, like, he is analyzing he's not growing. Right? And also... He is about he like I think that tech tech's worldview is tell me the objective, I will tell you how we do it. And so for and so much of growth is about one, deciding what matters. One of the things that he did get better at now that you said that though is reanalyzing step by step, which I don't know that he was great at the beginning of the season. He thought they he were gonna his... fail a lot, where he thought they were gonna succeed a lot at the end of the season. Mm-hmm. Like he, he even if they. Even if it was, like, a 55% at the end of the season, I think he would have given them, like, a 3% at the beginning. Yeah. Um, I will let you go first, as you are first on these show notes. Uh, what's your favorite episode? Oh, this is a hard question. Mostly because I think there's a lot going on. But I think that, for me, rescue on ryloth probably is the one that my heart's going to go back to because it is it is the first episode where truly like omega sets the course like in like the truest sense of not the negotiating not anything of like we're doing this i'm sorry hunter we're doing this um is a really big part of it and obviously hera is just such a meaningful character to me and seeing her on screen and seeing how can I ask why her. it's that episode, not not the other Hera episodes? Is there, is that the? It's an arc, like, right? It's three. Ep- it's three episodes. Is it a full three episodes? Okay, well that's not uh, necessarily. I think it's maybe there's two. Is there only two? I, it's definitely multiple episodes. You have uh, you have the episode where they where the Empire comes in. You have the episode where. Hera does the bad deed, and I think then you have the episode where they rescue Hera. I think it's three episodes. Okay, you might be right on that. Uh, I absolutely will believe you. This. Oh, yeah. It looks like that. This is the case. Is is war? Is the is episode? Um, in that case, I do mean the one the the middle ep the the one that has the the second the second of, one. Yeah, the second one. Yeah, yeah, the one where like things happen just. Yeah. Non-stop the whole episode. I, I like, believe I believe that is called inf- is it infested? No, it's definitely not infested. Infested's about the oh, no, no, stealing no. back the drugs. Oh no no, on, it, it's uh, is it devil is it devil's deal? It's devil's deal. Yeah, 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 yeah. absolutely. I, so um, here's the thing. That is one of the best arcs if not the best arc in the show. I completely agree. I think Oh yeah. I think that it does a lot of things, right? Like it talks about a couple things. One, how once fascism takes place in a culture and and a a high level person sees opportunity how hard it is to root that out yeah like it, it's it's this thing where like it's so poetic that that senator dies the way he does the whole thing is like it's so hard um but it is like Truly, yeah, I mean, I guess episode to episode is, like, a little harder to really suss out, but, like, I do think that, like, the that is, like, the one where 
these characters really have their growth tested, really have their morals tested. Can, are you and okay? It are sets you, everything up really well. Are you okay if I if stuff. are you okay if we take the backlash from like toxic Star Wars Twitter or Star Wars stuff if I say what I want to say? Wait, haven't we always been ready for that? I, I know, but like I, I want to be pretty clear about what we I'm talk about. We talk about talks of Star Wars Twitter every time we talk about Star Wars. And yeah. We're usually on the side of screw them. Yeah. I, here's the thing is that like. I, the thing is, is that I don't know that this season. The thing is, is that people love to call this like SJW propaganda, right? But like. This is no different than the rest of Star Wars. Like, nobody's coming down on a different side than they were already coming down on. The truth is, is that if any of Star Wars was released today, the conservative fascists, which is what they are in a lot of cases, not all of them, but a lot of them, would come down on the side of this being, like, liberal propaganda. The truth is, is that... Yeah, <laughs> fascism was so like, oh my god! Yeah, like the fascism was so unbelievably evident in the empire. Right, and, right. Yeah. But so many people identify with the stormtroopers these days. So many people identify with the empire. Like, it, actually, I'll just be honest. During my interview, one of the questions was like, "Are you empire or rebels?" During the interview for my job, and I was like, "I'm what? I'm, I'm not empire." Like, yeah. Are you trying to ask me if I'm order or chaos? Well, the, like, thi the thing is, is I don't actually think it's that far of a leap from what I believe in to fascism. Like, I'm... It's about means versus methods. Right, exactly. It, it is the literal thing that we've talked about with all these villains. And Star Wars does a really good job of showing you what happens... When it's not a superhero that you're talking about, but a culture you're talking about. And I, I really like that. Um, I am going to just say that the first episode's my favorite episode. It's a, I mean, yeah, that's a, like, if you just want, like, money where your mouth, I mean, yeah. I mean, the fact that my brain needed this whole thing as one episode, I think. Uh, yeah, proves it, that, like, uh, it, obviously, you saw three episodes as one episode, and you were like, "This is the best part." And it's Dream a great in the first episode. It's a great arc, but it's not an episode, Wes. This is the problem with binge watching. You have no idea when one episode ends. Yeah, I I think that um, I think that the first episode is the best. And uh, if I were to have, uh, we'll get into my could be betters. That first episode was. Uh, it was it was like Rebel season finale good. Yeah, I agree. Like Rebel season finales are better than most Star Wars movies. Yes, they are. <laughs> like they're unreal. I mean, the action only matters based off of like the stakes and the characters. Yeah, yeah. That's driving it right. And exactly. So television shows produce that. At, yes. Like, a way higher quality than yeah. can. The 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 first episode of this show like. I was crying. Finales, things going on for I yeah. literally think that if you go to the the Heezing Media TikTok, you I think you get my reaction. I don't know if it's still there, but like, it was I I was impressed. I was I was, it was so good. Uh, favorite cameo. I think that 
West will probably be surprised by this. Grand Moff Tarkin. You think that's mine, or you think... No, I'm, I, I'm just shouting his name out, because I think he's cool, but he's not a, my favorite either. No, he is actually my favorite. Oh, sick. I like Tarkin. I, Anytime Tarkin shows up, is awesome. I, I think that, that Tarkin... I mean, the book Tarkin is great, if you haven't read it. The episodes of the Tarkin is in the Clone Wars are great. I think that any time that we can increase the understanding of why Vader listened to Tarkin, um, and it happens in a lot of books in the the current canon and things like that, but like, it's also like the one Empire official who like is in the same room as Vader even when things are going wrong, and like usually lives to tell the tale. Yeah, like obviously he overestimated shit at the end of the end of A New Hope, but. I don't know, like, I really love how he screws over the designer of the Death Star to cling credit. I really love how, like, every step along the way, Tarkin is always on top. And, like, the fact, like, what he does in this show where he's like, nah, we're not using clones anymore. Like, you go do this. Like, we're going to make this work. I, I don't know. I, I think that Tarkin, Tarkin is terrifying. Like, I'm really glad that he died in the Battle of Yavin, because I actually don't know if the Rebels win if Tarkin doesn't die, because I think he's, like, kind of a genius. Yeah, he he's really good at, like, hiding his intention behind, uh, like, information gathering. He's really good at hiding, like, he, he just has a great, like, he, he's very Thrawn, right? Like, he, him and Thrawn have a lot of similarities, and it's probably why they don't get along. Yeah, I'm I, pretty sure whenever Thrawn and Tarkin are talking to to get to each other in Rebels, they're like having a fight. And have they talked in? I actually am trying to remember if they've ever talked ever. Or maybe they're like going through like intermediaries, or someone's reporting on what Tarkin said. Oh, you know like, what? I actually think that Tarkin is the key centerpiece of the second or the third. No, it's the third Thrawn book. It's actually really important. So it's funny you said that. But like they're they they both have that same energy of. The thing is, is that I think Tarkin is, like, what Thrawn aspires to be. Yeah. The key is that you've never seen Tarkin in a fight. Ever. Well, I mean, you've never seen Thrawn in a fight for real, either. Thrawn has been closer to fights than I've seen Tarkin in fights, that's I for mean, sure. I mean, if you read the books, Thrawn gets in a lot of fights. In well, that's because if you're having main characters, you have to have action around them. Yeah, but, yeah. but uh, I think that... I Here's the thing. I like it when I am scared of my villains. Mm -hmm. And I am scared of Thrawn. This made me more... Or, sorry. I am scared of Tarkin. This made, more, made me more scared of Tarkin. Oh, yeah. Tarkin, like, is full-on everything he needs to be here. Um, it's also just super cool, like, how immortalized the image of Tarkin is. Like, they can they can play with what an... Like, like there are characters in the original Star Wars that, like, their representations of younger selves don't look how they did because they had to use new actors. I like that step-by-step step, Tarkin has always been the same guy. Yeah, I mean, he has, like, darker hair in Clone Wars. He's younger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and even even in, like... Rogue One. Even in the best Star Wars movie of all time, Rogue One, he, like, looks... Amazing. Like, I know I that love he's... Tarkin in that movie, too. Like, I think yeah, it's really it's funny fine. in that movie. I understand that Star Wars fans hate CGI, and they just, like... Like, no, you should have cast somebody and then put a mask on them. But, like, no, yeah. I... Yeah. 
get, it, don't don't give me. Actually, I was the one saying don't give me young Mark Hamill at the end of. Uh... Dude, I. They might be reshooting that. With, with uh, the guy that did the fan edit. Uh, they hired the guy. All right, spinoff time. Before we move on, because we should we should move on to your favorite cameo. So we talked about this a few weeks ago. The end of Mandalorian season two. They like did this weird CGI Luke Skywalker, right? But a fan did their own version of that exact same scene using Mark Hamill that like people loved way more and that looked more like Mark. Then Why have I still not seen these like uh Hold on, hold on. Sweet sweet Jedi fan edits that you keep talking about on this show. Okay. Then then they hired the dude. It's like That's Disney so hired the dude that made the fan edit and then Mark Hamill tweeted that he was doing a new season ending of something. Wow, that's wild. Um, like, wild on a couple of fronts because so when I, it's not a more successful version of what you do and you're a massive mega corporation, usually you sue the guy. You don't hire the guy. So that's great. All great, great on Disney. I agree. 100%. Do that more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like the people who run Melee tournaments in Nintendo, cough, cough. Oh yeah, fuck Nintendo. I'm happy to say that on this this podcast. On a not on a not Nintendo episode. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Like, uh, don't worry. I'll I'll make sure to change our our rating on YouTube for that. But also, yeah, Nintendo's never gonna hear that. But yeah. Um, certainly we're not the ones who've said it the most times the loudest. Um, yeah, definitely not. But my favorite we're huge video, Nintendo fanboys. So, like, uh, other than Tarkin, because I think Tarkin is the set is the other really really cool person to see. When you, show. I know you're gonna say Hera, but is it actually Hera? It is actually Hera, and I have good reasons for it. Is it not her dad? Her dad's cool too. But like, her dad her is dad, in her dad's in both, I, and he's so good. I have her, I have a lot of emotional resonance attached to Hera, not so much her dad. And Hera is the most mature character in rebels especially at the start and like the person who seems like she has everything together the most and has learned the most lessons of her life and so it was really fascinating for me to see a Hera who has not yet learned those hard lessons who still reaches for things she can't quite grasp who we see that version of Hera a lot in rebels but it takes work to get that version of Hera in rebels it takes convincing and it's nice to see that child that Hera used to be and have it be pretty, like, have it be, like, make sense with when Hera follows her heart in Rebels. Yeah, that's that's fair. I understand. Also, I was mostly joking. I thought you were going to say Chopper, so. Okay, fair. Chopper's awesome, too. Saul Guerrero, <laughs> awesome to see Saul Guerrero. Hey, uh, hey, Saul, don't care about Chopper, the best war criminal to ever exist. I'm all probably in. That's probably true. That's probably true. Dude, Chopper uh, does have no morals. If it you want to listen to some great Olivia second Rodrigo. Second best droid? Second best droid? R2-D2 is the best droid. You I shut. know, is he the second best droid? I don't know. I like BB-8 a lot. Okay. But he's like top three. Yeah, definitely. It's always definitely. the astromech. It's like always the more than we like other droids. Here's the thing, though, is that like uh, assassin droids in Kotor like definitely enter that like top five echelon. Sure. I, I think that I like all three of them better than I like like 
as asteroids. I Any... do like the gonk droid in this show, by the way. I think that he's funny. Uh, gonk droids are just great. I, I do want to say really quick before we move on that if you do want to listen to some Olivia Rodrigo, as mentioned early in the episode, and want it Star Wars themed, just look up uh, War Criminal Olivia Rodrigo <laughs> Chopper. And I'm sure you'll get a lot of great TikToks for good for you, you know, that just scream. It's like a damn so too. Yeah, <laughs> exactly that. I see exactly where this is going. Yeah, it, it is. I've already Googled this. Yes. Uh, let's go on to our Lovitz. Uh, Wes, you're actually first here. What is? What are your Lovitz? How have I been first three in a row? Who wrote these show notes? I switched one of them. It was two ago. All right. All right. Anyway. I, I, I know Lovitz no, first. No, 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 no. I'm... I... Okay. I'm mostly complaining to complain. I'm not actually... I knew that that was true. I knew that you didn't actually care, that you were just trying to throw me under a bus. I So I have a lot of love for this. I, I think that the the entry to this season is what this season needed because it made you care about it. I know a lot of people are like, I'm so sick of crying over Order 66, but it's like... These people experience that, and you need to experience them experiencing that. Yeah, their reaction to it is what's what sets yeah. them apart. Yeah, I think that it's important to understand, like, how how are these guys different from Rex, who literally had to have a droid surgically remove something from his head to get it? Yeah. Oh, I'm going to cry. I, I think that... That is my biggest love. It is just also Hunter. Like, I th- actually think that's why Hunter's my favorite character. It's just is like that moment. Yeah, just like he's like, dude, I don't want to hurt you. Like that is not even close to what's trying to happen. I love that. That uh... <laughs> it's true that this moment defines the show. Ah. Uh... I love, that, I love right that. I love that. I love that Caleb runs away. I'm glad he does because it gives us Star Wars. But like, if I'm Hunter, I'm like so upset. It's like I don't even know what's happening right now. Yeah. And I think that it's why I identify with Hunter so much. It's like I have been a part of a group of people that willingly follow stupid orders and stupid direction and just do it blindly and hunter's like what are we doing this is a child yeah i don't know it is it is easily my biggest love it i I think my second um is the growth of omega in in a couple ways one she grows through the clones, right? She grows through working with with the Bad Batch. And I love that. Like, I love what she learns from tech. I love, love what she, especially what she learns from Wrecker. I think it's actually one of the best parts of the show. It's just her... That teddy bear does a lot of emotional... No, he... he, he... No, I, I, I'm just saying, like, that's a great teddy bear. I'm not saying... Yeah, I, no, no, no. Yeah, I think you are. I'm just saying, like... Yeah. The teddy bear does a lot of heavy lifting. I think that he is a huge part of Omega's growth. And if you would ask me at the beginning of the season, I would have thought he was just a dumb brute that didn't do anything. And he is 
probably the biggest contributor to her growth. Like yeah. even over Hunter. Like he's I, reckless I, in everything, including love. Yeah, he's he's legitimately great. My third biggest favorite is actually her getting her room, and then uh, the the caveat to that is her showing her quote unquote room to Hera. Like I legitimately broke down in tears. Like she's so proud of this little space that she has. And it makes you really sad when you get to that final episode. She's like, I spent X years of my life in this room. I literally never left this room. And it's, it's, it's hard. It's, I, I don't know about us, but I did not realize that she did not age like normal clones until those final few episodes. You didn't like, realize that she was the she was she was on the Bobo plan on the yeah I, plan yeah when when that, they that was instantly apparent to me which is yeah I, I it it was not apparent to me until she said it yeah, yeah. I was the, like that, that she was older than them like that she was created after they were that part didn't click or before they were that didn't really click sure me. but that she was on normal aging I did understand implicitly yeah those are my favorites what are yours. Or love it. Um, Those are my. There's lovets. a no, there's a lot of really good love it's that are like moments where Omega reacts to the world or interacts with it. I think my favorite one is the first moment she's on a planet that's not Camino, and she's like, "Dirt, what's this?" <laughs> I thought that moment was amazing. I thought it was so cool, and I thought it was like great writing because like that is like considering your characters, knowing their perspectives, and it's a low hanging fruit, but like, yeah. Camino is a very different planet than most planets that people live on in Star Wars. And so, like, what is the perspective of someone who has only ever lived on the weirdest of them as opposed to someone who's like, wow, that's a world that's all water and rain. That's weird, right? Like, dirt, sun, wh- what are this? Like, I think it's so cool. Um, and honestly, it's weird to say, but watching... Camino go down in flames. I liked it. Okay. Okay. Is that your last like, love it? Can we move no. on? <laughs> sure. Am I why you're just like, why is he like dirt? Why does he like Camino going down in flames? I, I think I think the problem is is like how many innocent clones died in oh, that? Yeah. I mean, every hallway was empty their entire time leaving Camino. They did not encounter a body in Camino on their way out. That is I, true. That's true. I mean, sure. I, I I agree that there's probably an implied. I mean, there's there's millions there's, of clones. I was dead. I well, not only that, but like or how many clones? clones. That's the ones I was thinking of. Okay. Here, well, here's here's the thing. Is I don't that wanna, we're we're dangerously close to. Like, I know. I I I know. I know. I, I had jokes to make a gra- about Grandma Tark- Tarkin, and I didn't go there. <laughs> like this one's worse. Wherever we're going here. Here here's the thing. No, I don't want to say that. Like, okay, sure. Watching what Camino represents go down was good for me. The okay, thinking have of you, like, the ramifications of it, maybe not. Have you played? Dude, you need to just come get my Xbox. Just, I'll, I'll buy a Series S. I will literally just buy a Series S tomorrow, and I'll get a Series X when I can. You have to play Star Wars video games. Great, I'll do it when I'm not in the most important semester of my life. All right. Well, you know what, man. Sorry, I make my decisions late. Here's the thing. One of the hardest parts about Clone Wars and about this show 
is under is is actually just playing battle the original Battlefront 2 where what you do is you actually follow the entire project the entire life cycle of what clone unit do you think you follow? Anakin's? Yes, that is right. Do you actually know what clone unit that is though? No. Come on. I I think you guess. Alpha Squadron. I, I, Red uh, Leader. I don't know. I don't pay attention to call signs or anything. Dude, you are like, it. It's if when I say it, you will actually just be like, oh yeah, obviously. Okay. It's the it's the five hundred first Legion. Okay. No, that doesn't mean anything to me. Okay. Eight hundred one Legion. Let's go. <laughs> there is an eight hundred one five hundred first for what it's worth. The five hundred first is like the the group that like makes stormtrooper armor and stuff they actually fun fact they use the 501st legion to film uh season two or maybe it was the end of season one of the mandalorian because they didn't actually have enough stormtrooper armor to film that last episode where they like are on the desert planet it's not Tatooine, but it's another desert planet right where they are shooting the gun into the the thing the gun into the thing do you know what i'm talking about where they're like it's the it's oh yeah yeah, yeah. The, the, it's the it's the wild west shootout yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so it's the so, end of butch cassidy and the sunday yes yeah. so they actually didn't have enough stormtroopers to film that so they actually hired the local 501st legion which is a group of like stormtrooper clone trooper cosplayers oh, uh, okay sure Okay. So they actually hired them to be on the move, the the TV That's show. Rad. I I like that a lot. That's it, meaningful to everyone involved. Yes. Yeah. It's super awesome. So the the original Battlefront Two follows the actual Five Hundred First Legion, which is the Legion that attacks the Jedi Temple with Anakin Skywalker. Ah. Okay. Um. And so this it. Is- I want to know where this tan- when this tangent lands because it's been no, a great no. tangent. No, but where does it land? It it lands where like it makes everything else feel different. Okay. Where like I I want nothing more than Star Wars Republic Commando and Star Wars Battlefront Two to be canon, and it's really close to still being true. Like, we already see so much of both of those things coming to fruition. And in honest, in all honesty, <laughs> in all honesty, like, one of, one of my biggest love-its for this show and for what Dave Filoni does is connecting those things and bringing the things that all Star Wars fans love into canon again. Like... He doesn't bring in everything because yeah. it's impossible. But he brings in the things that are like, we all did this. We all connected with it. It's like, thank God I can find, like, so, some days he's just like, I can't think of what's going next. Like, let me Yeah, what, one, of, one of the, and let me connect what you just said about Camino. In, in Battlefront 2, story mode, the original one. There is a mission where the 501st and Vader go back to Kamino to destroy the clones because the Kaminos have rebelled and built a clone army 
to fight the Empire. Okay. Now, while that is not what happened, it is definitely what was hinted at going to happen if the Empire did not intervene the way they did. Yeah. Which is really interesting. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I there are a lot of more things to say about the burning of Camino, but all I can say was it was sad when the great ship went down. Sure. Uh, let's, oh, go to, let's go on to Good Be Betters. I'll go first. Uh, I think the finale of this show sucked. Didn't have the same stakes as the... It, it's... Yeah, I actually think that's the entire problem. Did you want to see Crosshairs redeemed? I actually think that if Crosshair had got on the ship, the whole thing would have been better. But they set it up for Season 2 way too much. Like, uh, I actually think it was a wrong decision. I'm not a writer, and I am also just not Dave Filoni. He's way better than anything I will ever do. So I really hate to give this could be better, but it bugged me. Like, How do you think about Dave Filoni and hats? Do you think his cat choice is good? I love cowboy hats. I think he's okay. great. Cool. Um, yeah, I think the season finale sucked. Like, a lot. Like, the last three episodes, like, were not... It wasn't even... It it's was... true that I think it does get a lot less... Like, after how good Ryloth is... Here, here's, the, here's the actual problem. I think that originally they thought this was going to be a one-season show, and then they got the okay for season two and then changed the ending. And it is so evident where you're like, you're like, here's, you're in the Bad Batch season one, go do it. And then they're like, oh, this is the most popular thing on Disney Plus. Like you're getting season two after like episode two, they had to change the ending is my guess. Like, I, I just don't even believe this was the original ending. Okay. And I think that it makes it worse. I think it does. I... Honestly, if you want to... us going back and eating the things we said earlier in the episode. I, what do you mean? Talking about our view of Star Wars and how what we get is what we get and we're happy about it. I I am happy about it. I, yeah. I'm saying what could be better, not what I would change, right? True. Like, I think that it would have been better if they just did the original story however they were going to do it. And then gave us a season two. But, I'm still excited to see how Crosshair is redeemed because I believe that that will happen. And also I think that the fan theory that Omega is, <laughs> do you know this fan theory? Holdo? N not Holdo. Okay. But someone in the rebellion, not in the rebellion at all in the first order. She has silver armor. She's played by a Game of Thrones character. Ah, dangity. That's an idea. Uh, what's her name? It's, uh... Oh, she's a right bastard, too. Um, I'll get there eventually. Do you want me to give it to you? Sure. I wasn't Googling. I, I mean, I was. Mostly because of the alcohol that I've been consuming. But... Uh... Cool theory. <laughs> Is it? Nearly as cool as Darth Jar Jar Binks. I actually do love that theory. I, I think so too, because it mostly just like it 
I like fan <sighs> theories that enhance everything that's going on. They like take things that don't make sense and like explain why I would be like, yes, that's yeah. awesome. So there, there's a lot of Captain Phasma fan theories. Phasma, yes. But was totally not going to get there. Um, I actually couldn't finish the the typing because of what you said because I was laughing at Jar Jar. I'm pretty sure it's Captain Phasma. But that sounded right. Um, one one of them is that this is Captain Phasma. Like this, this is her origin story. One of the others is that the armor that Captain Phasma wears is actually the Naboo. If you look at Naboo ships, they're made of like these silver metallic materials. Yeah, no, I, I'm into it. And one of them is that the armor that Phasma wears is actually made from of the ship. Sh- Shea Palpatine's ship. Okay. So, anyway, I here's the thing. I. I think I think it could have been better. Like I think her saving her droid was super cheesy. Like there was a lot of problems that I had with the final three episodes because it didn't fit with the rest. It wasn't that they were bad. Like I don't even think any of the episodes of the show were bad. Like I think they were all great. I individually all great episodes. I thought the final arc, maybe the final arc plus two, after like you said the Ryloth arc. We're... Infested, I liked. I liked Infested a lot. Yeah, it, it all just felt different, sure. and I, I didn't. While I understand that your love for watching Camino burn to the ground is great, but like, not the ground, the bottom of the sea. Sure, I don't actually think that has any effect on Kaminoans Cam- because like they live in the water, so they just rebuild. So it just doesn't even matter. Anyway, <laughs> that's, I mean, on a, like, society-long, like, thousand-year scale, maybe. They only blew up one part of their entire culture. No, I'm I'm literally quite certain. First off, I have serious issues with how any time they arrive at a new planet, they're like, oh, I know where the population center is, I know where we should go, and I know that the plot's right here. Um... And I actually was enjoying the idea that in my head, this is the only thing that matters on Camino, and that's exactly how Obi Wan ended up there. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> I do accept this. I do okay. accept this head canon. Yeah. Um, but no, my my could be better is like the final five episodes. I think I think that I don't know. I, it feels like they no, decreased. Don't, don't take this on rescue to Ry- on Ryloth. It's, it it is just the last four. But yeah. Okay, sure. I think that they decreased the stakes. Mm-hmm. I agree. And and it's sad because I think that if they had moved from a Rayloff, stakes were a robot. Ugh, that just is super cute. I love him, but like whatever. Yeah, no, I I I think that it's funny because Star Wars has a lot of really good stories where saving the robot matters a lot. But this one just didn't matter. But like, I wasn't invested in the robot. No, hold on. I loved the robot. No, the I'm... robot's great. I'm glad she went to save him, but like I was not I didn't, in that robot. I didn't as... need I didn't need two episodes of build up for her to care about the robot. I already knew she cared about the robot. Yeah, yeah. The robot that was her closest thing to a best friend growing up, totally. Yes. Um no, that part felt fairly self explanatory. Um no, I agree. Um something that I think I would could be better in this show is I just think that they don't spend enough time differentiating 
Tech and Echo. And I don't think we spent enough time sending Ek and Teco or Ek and Teco. <laughs> Echo, exactly. Here's my problem. Uh, Echo and Tech on journeys of self-discovery. Yeah, actually, now that you right, say that, I would have. They don't get. I would have loved side adventure with Zuko. I actually no, that is exactly what I was gonna say. I would love it if each individual Bad Batch member, by the way, including Crosshair. Got an individual episode with her. With Omega? I think that would have been awesome. I actually think that would have been amazing. Like, if... Hard to structure and write, but, like... Whatever, I don't care. If it just, like, happened to have worked out, it would have been amazing. Yeah, I I agree. I think that's a huge... A huge could be better that, in all honesty, Avatar did right, so... Uh, Yeah, like, Toph not getting one. I mean, she would have just killed the guy, so... Oh, yeah, no, no, no. Way better as a punchline than it was as, <laughs> as an episode. Um, what are, don't get me what wrong. Are, what were your final impressions? Um, my final impressions of the show were that it it, it got us from A to B. Like it it, it this is not the, just the story of the Bad Batch, right? This is the story of like the of how did we go from clones to stormtroopers, and what were the political choices here? What were the like forces that caused this to happen, right? It it sets up two crucial three three crucial backstories of characters in Star Wars Rebels. It, can you call out the three? Because I want to. You you've called them crucial backstories. I want to. Kanan Jarrus, Chopper, and Harrison. I knew that that was your three. I don't know that. I don't know that. They're not like full backstories, but they're important. I actually think that like. Caleb, or whoever you want to call him, I think that his backstory has a lot more to tell. Oh, I think I, that they're not done yet. Yeah. That one, was a, that one was a piece. We have no idea what happened right after that scene, right? He's in one episode, but I do, I'm very happy it was there. Yeah, me it too. It sets up a huge part of the story. Like, if they were going to structure the, like, the call to action of the story around Order 66, yeah. I'm glad that's the Jedi this was about. Is there any other, any other first impressions you want to call out? Um, some other final impressions I have that I think come out of this is like, I really like just, um, seeing like, I don't know, like the, the, the day in day out job episodes were some of my favorite, like, like, I think Sid's a great character. I, I, I like that, um, the relationship that the Bad Batch has to doing, like, crime is different than the relationship that, like, the Rebels have with doing crime in the basically the same circumstances. Um, yeah. And I, like, I really liked the last episode with Sid. Like, I think that that episode was really fantastic. And also, the idea of, like, any amount of, like, actually showing the drugs of Star- the Star Wars universe, like, on screen and, like, talking about them, I think is a cool step to take because... Yeah, it was really it was really funny. When I watched that episode, I thought of our of our Star Wars campaign where when when our DM was like, yeah, this is, you know, there's a bunch of spice here. And I was like, yo, what kind of spice do we have? Because, like... That in, cause that impacts my decision a lot on what we're doing. Yeah, it's, it totally impacts my character's decisions. Yeah, so. it's like it's like, yo, this is the meth spice. I was like, yeah, we ain't we ain't doing nothing with this. Like or not even meth, uh 
What did he say? Heroin stuff. The hey, yeah. He's like, this is the heroin stuff. I'm like, yeah, we ain't, we ain't touching this. And it, it's, it's funny because like, it, it, you know, my final impressions of this show are, it is the strongest starting Star Wars show ever. Like, I, even even more than like even if you there look at is season not a better first episode of a Star Wars television. Here, here's the thing: is even if you look at season seven of of Clone Wars as its own entity, which it is, which in many and, uh, ways it is. Yeah, yeah, like ten years after the rest of the show. Not even that long. Come on, that's too long. Um, How long was Rebels running for? Long time. My point is, is that the, this show set its expectations so high, and I don't know that I'm disappointed at the end. Other than it's very clear that their plans changed. Are you happier with with this season? Could with, be a second, the season two, and it was like this, as opposed to whatever you thought the good the good end of the story could have been, and there not being a season two. No, I actually wish it ended. I I do as well. I think that actually these characters seemed like this is this is when their story could have been relevant. And I think that um there's yeah. only so many like maybe, maybe times this... you can say that seriously impactful galaxy spanning stuff is happening I, at the same he, time. He, here's the thing. That could change, right? Like if a mega story becomes super relevant to the Star Wars universe, yeah. obviously yours and mine opinion of the entire thing changes. Like, if they know something we don't know, and Omega's growth and her story changes the Star Wars universe, my opinion changes. Yeah. But as far as the Bad Batch goes, I wish that it had been one season. Yeah. I I, I don't know how many more seasons of, like, oops, Wrecker couldn't be quiet jokes we can make. Yeah. I I, I do think that, like, the A-team level of... Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I do like that this is more episodic than other shows. Like, we had a couple of arcs, right? Like, we had three episode arcs, two episode arcs a couple times. And I like that versus, you know, I've watched 15 episodes of whatever. I don't know. I, I do love that. I think those are love for me. I mean, I do think that if we, like, because Clone Wars, I, I, like, you know, every show after Clone Wars has had less filler than Clone Wars. That's pretty clear. <laughs> you know what's funny is a lot of the stuff that people thought was filler in Clone Wars is actually like huge Star Wars lore, and we well, can. Get... That's fine. You can have a lot of lore in your filler episodes. Like we're still no. gonna call the flashback episodes filler in Naruto, Spencer. What's Naruto? Okay. Uh, but yeah, I I I think that like I don't know. My final impressions are. I I don't want more than two seasons. Like I actually hope they finish this. Yeah. I, I know that's I a weird they, I know that's a weird thought. I also I think for me it's it's limited number of times they actually get to tell Star Wars stories. I, or like no, the rate it would get to come out. I, and like I, I kinda want a st- like a different story in its slot. Yeah, exactly. It's it's not that I don't like the 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 I don't like Clone Troop ninety nine. I love them. Like you can tell as many Clone Troop 99 stories as you want. I just don't want them here. Yeah. Like, 
if you want to tell me about all the shit that Clone Troop 99 did before Season 7 of Clone Wars... Ooh, ooh. I'm of the season being set up, I'm yeah, into that. I'm super into that. I don't want Clone Troop 99 untold stories after Order 66. Yeah. I'm not as interested in that. Like It's true. That it feels like that the end of their relevance to the greater Star Wars story exactly. has ended. Exactly. Like, at some point, we've just got to say, these dudes don't matter anymore. Like, the Empire's bigger. The, the, the narrative has changed. I want to know... Are family-making, not necessarily... Exactly. Uh, exactly. Uh, yeah. I'm, Wes gets it. You get it. Leave a comment. Yeah, I mean... The only the only thing I would hope for in a season two that like is forward looking is oh man going on to the next freaking segment go we, on we segued so easily I love it go off I I I mean it relates to my could be better there's still room I still want my everyone goes on an episode with with uh, Omega episodes yeah I do too that's actually like, my biggest could be that's actually my biggest hope too is that like. I want to I, see Tech and Echo like really come into their own. Oh Tech man, Echo. I actually would love it if they went on an episode without her too, and yeah, they like. They would actually just fought. agree on us. Like, yeah. I want to see an episode where like they're they're locked together, in a room. Like and everyone else just fucks around until. No, I I don't even want them there. Like I want a Brian like, Stewie episode. Yeah, no, no, no. even okay. even even bigger. Oh, even even okay. Yeah, like do you know the episode of Brian and Stewie in Family Guy in an elevator? It's like one of the most historic cartoons ever. I I feel like I've seen it, but it's also been a very long time since I've even thought it's, about Family It doesn't even matter. It is the cartoon episode with only two characters for 30 minutes. Yeah, that's great. It I is like the that. first one ever. I want Echo and Tech, and tech. stuck in somewhere. A, in a sewer. It's yeah, a sewer. I don't even care where it is. I literally don't care. But I want... in an un... Tech, like in, like just like in a jungle somewhere with no technology. Oh, that's fine too. I don't even care. I want them to figure out how to get out of it without help from Hunter, specifically Hunter. I don't even <laughs> actually. I don't care if Wrecker's there. I don't care if Omega's yeah, there. Wrecker will not help. If he's yeah, there. that's he just is not a help, so it doesn't matter. But yeah, that's uh for I me. But he does, he does just cause problems on accident. That That's who he is. My biggest hope for season two is, one, I, I'm going to say something, but I don't want listeners to hold me to this because I don't like expectations going into listeners, things. Listeners, we're going to say things and we don't mean them. No, I do mean it. I want... I want season two to involve Rex making sure these guys go their own way and a monkey paw the monkey's paw curls i just i I'm, it doesn't even have to be rex it can be obi-wan it can be yoda i don't care who it is i need a leader to tell these guys your job is done go live your lives if you want to help us the way you can help us is joining the rebel alliance but like I need I need this to end. Like I'd be kind of into them like just falling in with Sagarera for a while and like getting some star Sagarera uh, through their lens. I hope that's not true. Okay. I think that Sagarera is like what's wrong with No, I mean I agree that like he's not the most redeemable character. 
But the problem is, is that if they do a Sagarera arc, I think they can do an entire another season, right? Like they can. Okay. I mean, I mean that's. If they I do want, that, if I they, want them to get deep enough in this next season where they can make a spin-off show of the minor character here's of this thing. show. Here's the thing. If Six they do a, if they Six do far. if they do Sargerera, I will accept a season three. Okay. Because you want to redo? No, I just want it to be it, it matter. It make it no, gap. Here's 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 actually my hope. Maybe this is my help for the ending of the show more than anything. I want to see Hunter happy. I want to see Tech happy. I want to see... I don't think any Omega's of the... Omega's dreams crushed because she's already about as happy as she's going to get just being with these guys. I think that Omega is probably Captain Phasma. I think that she is a bad guy. I wonder how old she is if she's Captain Phasma. You can look at this up. I've already looked it up. I, I literally cannot process years in Star Wars, and I refuse to do so. <laughs> it's not that hard from ADBC, bro. Not going to do it. Not going to do it. She could be Captain Phasma. Okay. How old is she if she's Captain Phasma? I mean, thir- 30, 38, 40, 42. Okay. Cool. That makes sense. Not even that old. <laughs> yeah. There's like two characters in all of Star Wars that are older than that. Maybe three. R2-D2 as well. <laughs> R two D two is R two D is the main character of Star Wars. I, I think I think my hope for season two is that it is the last season of the show, and I I'm not trying to like I don't know I'm not trying to make the show less. I'm just here's a final question. Yeah. Is specifically Clone Force ninety nine ninety nine picked because it's just sixty six upside down. I don't even know what that means. Because they turned Order 66 upside down. Ooh, that's a good question. Uh, no, I don't think so. I I do think... It is a nice coincidence. It is nice. I think that one thing I want to see from Season 2 is Crosshair's Redemption. I want to see what you said where all of these people get the chance to work with Omega. I would also love to see Boba Fett and Omega talk. I want Boba Fett to irrationally decide he likes Omega. I don't want Be- Boba Fett to fall in love with himself. I think no, that's no, 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 weird. No, 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 <laughs> not like that. Like, as in, like, you are, a, like... I don't want another love. Fett does not have a very high number of human beings he can stand. Sure. I'm just saying that I don't want another Loki situation. Like, I didn't no, like no, no, the... No, 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 I didn't no, like Loki no, 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 falling no, no, in love no, with no, himself. No, 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 no. I'm not talking about this. Okay. I'm talking about... I, I want him to be like... You you are not as annoying as the rest of them. Like that's what I want him to say. I mean that's probably true because she's him. They're the same person. Yeah, they they they, they are. They're not the same person. It's so weird. I I've thought about this a lot. I have twin brothers, and I think about how they're similar and how they're different. They're identical twins, and it is. It's made me think a lot about cloning. I mean, specifically, these are fraternal twins. I don't think that's technically true, because they're clones. They literally have entirely different chromosomes. So that is true, but I don't know that that matters in the form of cloning. Fair enough. I I will stop talking now, because I will inevitably prove how little I know about genetics the moment I open my mouth again on the subject. I, I think what you're saying would be the basic understanding of human beings and... And twinning, 
but I believe that genetically, outside of chromosomes, they are the same person. Okay. I don't know what that does to your DNA. I am also not an expert. I'm sure somebody in our comments will tell us. But I, I would be interested in those two interacting in season two. That that would be one of my biggest hopes. I guess I, in my head, in my head for some reason, I thought that Boba like and I'm and as I'm sitting out there like Boba would be older than Omega there, but no, they're the same age. They're basically the same age. I'm sh almost I think, certainly. I think I as think as they gave Boba to Jango Fett, they kept Omega. I think that Boba is literally as old as Boba left Camino. I, I, so, so like, by the end of the Clone Wars, I think Boba's, Boba's like 13. No, I, I get that. Like, oh, well, like, uh, I mean, obviously she, I think she's like, age and time yeah, yeah. I think time. she's 9 or 10. I think that literally when Boba left with Jango, Omega was born. You think that was when they did it? I don't know that's when they did it, but I think that's when... I have no idea. I'm not going to Google this. Again, I can't read Star Wars years. They are—they literally don't exist to me. I will literally tell you. I cannot uh, wait. I, I mean, you're going to have to. I have to literally read it, so. <laughs> that is asking a lot of you, Spencer. I, no, 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 it's fine. So Boba Fett was born. Oh, man, my glasses are, like, so dirty. Oh man, this is just, killing just, me. Just be quiet for editing purposes. So, Boba Fett is born 32 BBY, which is 32 years before the Battle of Yavin. Omega does not have a birth year on Wikipedia. That makes sense. I would guess that Omega is six years younger. I think Omega is one of those people who looks like 12 for several years. I think that Omega is six years younger than Boba Fett. Okay. When we have an answer to this. I will. Uh, yeah, you can call me out. It's wrong. I think that she is literally their answer to. They Sorry, saved. From us? Hmm. What? Like, I, I think my answer, like, it feels so clear to me. Like, it makes so much sense to me that it would add up that, um, like, while they're already filling this 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 requirement that Jango Fett has set for them to use him for cloning, if they're already making one normal one, why not make two normal ones? That could be totally fair. I, I can completely understand that. I think that if we just look at the timeline of Clone Wars and how Omega is at the end... She's like five or six years younger than Boba Fett at the end of the Clone Wars. I, I I can't attest to that, and I don't know. 
Um, but logically, the the win they would have done it makes sense in my mind. Yeah, yeah. No, I understand. The fact that they talk about how she is the un like, like, just that her like DNA is like the perfect like the no the, she like, she is Jango Fett female form like they're the yeah, 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 yeah. they are the same person. So, but like, yeah, is the un like undeteriorated genotype of him or whatever. Yep. But... No, I understand what you're saying. I can I completely but get it. We should. Uh, if you want to suggest new topics in the comments other than us talking about Django, Boba, and Omega, which, by the way, do you like that Boba got a new uh title in the show? He is Alpha. Mm. Did you notice that? I first and last. Just yeah. Yep. Maybe Omega is the maybe Omega actually is a sped up aged clone, and she is the last. She's she's not sped up. She's so, just wrong. I don't think that's true. I think that she's not sped up. Um, but yeah, if you want to suggest a topic, go to our Discord, or I will soon be making a monthly topic thread on our Discord. And if you want to suggest a topic and you are a patron of $5 or more, um, we will see what we can do and we will message you if you suggest a topic. So head on over to the Patreon or head on over to the Discord and see what we can do. You can find me at Spencer13H. You can find West at East underscore Monotone. M-O-N-O-T-O-N-N-E. Yeah, that's true, because it's not spelled like a normal human being, because you're weird. You can like, you can subscribe, you can review if you are doing so. That is the best way to help the podcast. It's free. Just spend a second. Go to iTunes. You can send all your Android friends like an additional text message by reacting to us as well. Is that true? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Anytime you like something I that I I say, I get like just straight up like a text notification as opposed to a heart. Like, you, what can I do with this? I don't. I don't know what you're saying right now. Uh, right. Go. No. Go ahead. When uh, you know how on iPhones. Yeah. Yeah. You can like put a heart or a laugh face or yeah. exclamation point or whatever. Yeah. I get that as a text message. So do I. But that is when you're in a text message thread with an iPhone user. Yeah. That does not help the podcast. Increase its listeners. I was making a joke that we episode instead of review episode. I understand. I understand now. If you would like to react to this episode with a heart, please review the podcast or like it on YouTube. Thank you so much, everybody, for listening. West, I actually really enjoyed this episode. I loved the difference here, and I appreciate that we tried this as less of a breakdown of like a review of this season and more like you know our thoughts and you know what we helped for i i I really enjoyed it i appreciate you doing that with me yeah slam dunk five out of seven episode uh fun fact oh uh, i thought that oh no no last comment spencer we can't that that's totally fine uh devonair if you're listening west did that right you rating something a 7 out of 10 for a perfect score was wrong. West understood it. Thank you, everybody else, for listening. We'll see you all next week for another episode of the Need to Nerd podcast.